if we're a sponsor, is a sponsor for the podcast. <laughs> well, actually, Calvin, that's why I've asked you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you're the first Balamoney guest we've oh, ever wow. had. <laughs> and I was wondering, are there many Balamoney businesses that'll be interested in sponsoring this highly listened to podcast? There could be a couple. There could be a couple. Um, Rafters Snooker Club Balamoney could possibly. <laughs> You but used to work in a, in a steel factory. I did indeed, actually. Yeah, just outside of Balmoney. Um a steel stockist. Maybe they were go called a tiny wee bit closer. Oh yeah, um, steel stockist. Yeah, we. Uh, what do we call them? We'll we'll give them this first sponsor for free. That could be good. Macomb Steel. Macomb Steel. Dave Dave Macomb. Um, I worked for him for a wee while. We actually put a uh, fun fact. We actually put a beam into Barry's the Big Dipper. <laughs> We sold a beam our that went our to international listeners are gonna love that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, was, I actually that was my to be honest, that was my favorite job. To be honest, that was one of the I really really enjoyed that. Just practical work. Now, um, Calvin, of all people ever, <laughs> I think you've got you've had more jobs yeah. than anyone else I knew. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I you've do. tried your hand at everything. <laughs> do you yeah. do you remember? Do you know? I was thinking about this earlier. We met seven years ago is that right it'll be seven Thank years you. this summer wow, that yeah. is terrifying my goodness yeah seven years didn't i wouldn't have known that and uh because that was because that was when we both we left school yeah i was the summer 2013 it's 2020 wow i thought i would have achieved a lot more well, that. <laughs> here we are that's that's amazing was that the year was that the the did we go to romania with exodus that no, no 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 so we after? met there was a weekend uh-huh before university was starting back. Oh, yes, that's right. It was at Castlewell and Castle. <laughs> I remember that. And I and I kept hearing people talking like, Cal, it's like, what kind of name is that? <laughs> Spanish guy called Cal or something. And do you know, do you know the first story that I heard? Uh-huh. Somebody said they were talking about you. Yeah. And they said, there's a guy here yeah. and he wore shorts for a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh my goodness that's so funny that let's that, start the podcast of that story yeah so oh, that was so random I, when i was younger i just did all these stupid challenges and like i was in a real weird friend group that we just always were challenging <laughs> each other to do stuff and like one year one i think it was going into my second year or maybe it was first year of tech so when i kind of left school yeah, the, yeah. wasn't smart enough to go to grammar school so i went to <laughs> a college which was amazing but um my friend was like what what can we do? What like what challenges could we set ourselves? So random. And he said, if you could wear, he's like, if you could wear shorts every day in this in tech for first year, yeah, th- th- like he would give me like hundred and fifty quid or something. <laughs> I never seen the money. Like I never... that's big do at that age. <laughs> yeah, big time. How did you do this? You wore. I did it. I did it. And also had the, which is the weirdest part. I actually drove a red away moped with scooter. <laughs> so I was like fleecing in Balamani tech. In this... Like the snow. <laughs> yeah. Did you honestly, honestly every day? You're talking like... A problem. You're not in shorts today. Have you not never shorts. worn shorts since? Because it's, of... <laughs> It scarred me like, yeah. But I was like fleecing, wearing these shorts and this like massive motorbike jacket and I was like, what is that guy doing? But... Sure. I think that does sum up your character. <laughs> let's let's go let's go way back. So were you born and bred in a place called Balamoney? Yes, yeah, we were I was born Balamoney. Yep, my family, mum and dad, and then my sister, sister's two years younger than me, so Balamoney, born and bred. That's where I was brought up and that's where I went to church and stuff. So yeah. And, and were you going to church from a from a young age? No, actually, so I, we mum and dad weren't 
faith wasn't a big part of our life. Kind of when we grew up, mum and dad, kind of mum and dad actually would have sent us to to church. Um, what is kinda, like free childcare? Yeah, pretty much like everything going like BB GB. I didn't go to GB, but like BB GB <laughs> youth club, everything we would have went to it. Like uh, in a wee Church of Ireland church actually up in Ballymoney. Uh-huh. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we, I, I mean, I to me, I was young. I didn't really understand much, but you know, it was a big part of my life going to this like random church. So, so your mum and dad, two of the loveliest people ever, uh-huh. weren't Christians? No, no, they yeah. weren't actually. So when I was very young, actually, this is now it's kind of this sounds quite dark and deep. But no, it doesn't let's, really. let's dive in. But, Have um, another sip of coffee, and we'll, and we'll get wired to the right moon. In. Yeah. But when my when I was younger, unfortunately, it's quite my uncle actually died. He he committed suicide, and that, to me, so that's kind of like a massive no, no, thing no. to drop. But that was a, that was a real crucial part of mum and dad's faith because they, at that point they were going what to church. Were you? I was super young. I can't remember. You don't it. Remember. It. Um, and uh, mum and dad blamed God, but they blamed the God they didn't believe in, which I found really funny. So that's fascinating. So they 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 kind of blamed this God, but at the same time had no real relationship with God. It was just they were just good churchgoers, but that was it. They didn't want anything to do with church and with faith. But however, they kind of still sent me and Kirby along everything. And I actually, so they saw some some good in it. Yeah, they did. Like that was funny, and I, I don't know why. Or my granny and granda, my, my dad's mum and dad, they would have um, they would have like went to this church and like went like every Sunday like religiously were really big into their church but mum and dad just were you know that was it for them that was it like that yeah. whatever it happened Stephen it was kind of like blamed God and then actually it was when I was younger and I was in primary school a guy came into my school and he was doing this like visual like learning thing in assembly and um, all about like the Passover feast mm-hmm. and he was doing this it was so class it's amazing you remember uh, that are, <laughs> yeah. you, are you a visual learner I would say so big time yeah but even this guy back then. this guy had something about him even from a young age I knew this guy was like buzzing there's something about him and he gave us all a copy of the gospel of John mm-hmm. and I brought it home to my mum as a young and young young age and I just about remember this and I asked my mum to read it to me and she read it to me and then when I went to sleep she read it more and she got started to get more That's and more. Incredible. Isn't that cool? So it's cool how God works. This right? this random guy who I, I can't even, I don't even know his name. I don't know who he is. And I always tell that story and I always tell that to people who maybe do schoolwork and work with children. Because you don't know the impact. You do not know the impact. Have. And you, you think And like, you might know for ten ten years. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's that seed you hear about being planted. Big time, big time. And it's this guy didn't it wasn't like it wasn't like the Bible, or it wasn't anything that he taught me that I got to. It was just this guy's personality and he, he gave me this book and I was like, wow, free book, love it. You know, and he was passionate about something and that ended up leading a lot of different things it's happened. Like, it's, it's amazing to think how things could have panned out. Say you lost it on the way home. You yeah. didn't bring it to your mom. Big time. That's, yeah. that's life changing. Honestly. So, and that brought, that essentially led my mom on a journey. She came, she became a Christian, then myself, then my sister, and then we prayed for my dad for ages and he became a Christian. And like that to me, like I, as I say, I, I had no idea who that guy was, and I always say that to as I, like I always say that to mm-hmm. people who do children youth work, and people are like, you put a hand on a young person's life, they're like wet cement. Gavin Calver said this, they're like wet cement. Put a hand on a young person's life, you'll make an impact. They'll soak it all up. Yeah, as people grow older, they, they get a wee bit harder. Not not that God can't work on older people's lives, but there's something about a young person and a, and a child or like someone growing up and learning. If you if you really invest in them, it could be life changing, and, and it turned out it was. And it, and it's like. That's it's such a unique situation because, as a family, then you've gone on this journey together. Like yeah. You, like from that same starting yeah. point. Yeah, I remember as as a young, young uh, Christian. Like my mom was a young Christian at the same age I was. Um, and we were looking for churches, so we started going to these churches in Balmoney, and some were like waggy baggy, like, and I was like, 
I'm not like we you, you, you landed at a place called Drumray. Drumray, is that, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What well, this random church out in the middle of like Bandura, like out in the country, like farmer farmer place. But like that was that was an amazing church, and we kind of went went there and met a lot of people there. And there was people my own age there, which was great. And there was older like guys slightly above uh, above me age wise that really invested in me and. That that became that became our home, and that became where we started to go to church, and it was just funny being really young. But it I was it was it was class. It was really exciting, you know, and finding that church and getting involved there was great. Yeah, absolutely. And then so um, being settled in lovely countryside mm-hmm. and deciding to go to the big smoke. Yeah. Um, what was that transition like then at that age? And, yeah. And uh, you know, starting to meet new friends. And yeah. What I remember was incredible was you, you there was this group of balamani friends yeah. in belfast and you you were living in a christian halls of residence yeah i yeah, know you uh-huh. speak fondly of that what was yeah. that whole experience yeah like? uh, that was amazing like when it came when it came to school like i i yeah going back to balamani high school like i i loved my school loved my friends played a wee bit of rugby wasn't very good at it but played it um was involved a wee bit wasn't the most like academic person like kind of kind of scraping way through school love creativity winging loved, it yeah absolutely like love like my dad's a joiner. I actually really enjoyed doing like technology and like, media big time. Yeah. And I left school like, sure, I got four GCSEs or something and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I always loved cameras. And I was like, oh, well, go. There's NRC, Balamoney. So I went there two years. And then I was like, everyone that did my course, like maybe 75% of the people went to London. So they went to a university called Ravensbourne in London. I went over to look at it and I just wasn't sure about that move right there and then. So I kind of tried to find like the next best thing in Belfast. And, you know, I was doing creativity and kind of videos and a wee bit of graphics. So I applied for a marketing degree. So I went to Jordanstown. Um, so I applied for communication, advertising and marketing. Mm-hmm. And it, but it was like three A's A level. And like, here's me, Balmon AG, four GCSEs. Like, Scraping in. <laughs> dyslexic as. I know everyone's dyslexic these days, but I really am. Um <laughs> Got a free laptop, but um, <laughs> and, and like a printer as well, didn't you? Everything here. Also, I got this. I was sharing this with friends, and I got this pen Damn. that was like a recorder. You basically take notes, and it records the teacher's voice, and then you can hover over your notes, and it plays back. I sold it on eBay for, <laughs> for ninety pounds. <laughs> I totally should You're not be saying this because it's like uh, it's so bad. But anyway, um, yeah, applied for communication, advertising, marketing at Jordanstown. Got into that and went five weeks in. And were you up. were you the typical student? Were you looking around thinking I don't fit here or these guys do nothing? Yeah, like so for for me, like my I'm graduated now. Um, praise God, I got got my degree and everything. But I for me, university was way more. It was like like I I joined my degree and I was excited about that and I was excited to learn about marketing but I was more excited to live out to live, to meet people yeah. like I remember my first night in Belfast go to McDonald's I, yeah. like I know too, too much unfortunately but <laughs> I remember my first night in Belfast I rang my mum and I was like I think mum there's cars on the road after 7 <laughs> after 6pm you need to lock your doors <laughs> I was like why why are people driving like are, are there there's shops open that were like after 6 p.m because like where i grew up in balamoney it was just outside of balamoney and i had a good group of friends and stuff and i wasn't like the middle of nowhere country in the sticks but jumping to belfast i felt like i jumped into new york or something which is crazy i tell yeah, people yeah. that from belfast dial up the broadband <laughs> yeah i was like uh so yeah jordanstown joined there and dropped out actually after five weeks did not enjoy it um just wasn't really was struggling with it i i, I do remember i remember you talking about having sleepless nights and yeah. stuff and mm-hmm. and just yeah it wasn't a good fit yeah um but i remember vividly you talking about a prayer and how prayer was mm. such an important yeah part of you making 
those kind of life decisions yeah and um yeah speaking to godly people mm. and and trusting because it's like some people would think dropping out of a course is kind of like failing yeah it's like mm-hmm. you tried that you weren't good enough yeah you know you quit while you're ahead yeah but actually you were believing that god had something better for you yeah yeah and it turned out to be right absolutely yeah like i i, I knew I, I loved belfast as soon as i got involved with all my friends and with dv with the student accommodation you actually pay like a year in advance so i'd like you, you know were committed yeah i'd and like five weeks into my course i dropped out wasn't getting a student loan anymore however i've signed up for this room in belfast Lips. so i was like oh what did i do so um yeah but prayer prayer was incredible god really spoke to me during that time and like, i was really got it i was like i felt i kind of was like god like i yeah know, i trusted I, you yeah you opened this door for me i felt like it was really easy for me to get into this course this course was really hard to get into but i walked into it from you know um and there was a wee bit of like anger and maybe for a week or two it was just back and forth and then it was yeah it was i was just like lord i'm really got it because i really thought this was of you um but i i believe it still could have been of god and even though that you know left me a wee bit short five weeks and had to pay back my student loan for that year whatever it was it was a wee bit of stress i really believe i wouldn't be here i wouldn't be in the place i am right now if it wasn't for that like intro into belfast because I had a job back in Balmoney in, in the steel yard and I could have went back there. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go back. I'll work for a year. I'll work something out. But I ended up just applying for a job in Starbucks. So I just worked in Starbucks. I paid off my... Um, and this was at the time where coffee was starting to be cool yeah. in Belfast. <laughs> I think pretty much it was like that kind of year. Yeah. Because I think it was like, maybe I'm wrong, but like 2013 when like mm-hmm. established opened mm-hmm. and it's like... Everything doesn't just taste like Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. big time. Like, I- but, you, but you actually think... Uh, you were really grateful mm, absolutely. Of, of learning how to make bad coffee. Because yeah. actually you you learned a load, didn't you? Absolutely. And not like not even necessarily like I, I like I always say this to people and like I, I love my coffee and I wouldn't drink Starbucks now or maybe a Frappuccino if I'm feeling it like but you know, it wasn't even that. I think Starbucks really looked after employ our employees and I met a lot of incredible people and had really good shift supervisors and, and also they they a big thing, like my manager came to me. He was a real, real amazing guy, but he said about customer, customer service, you know, customer service is everything, like, you know, really selling the experience. And he always used to come down to us and ask, if I was on the till, he always used to say, what color was that customer's eyes? And if we didn't know, like, he always cracked up because he was like, yeah, really good tip. Because he was like, you really have to like, you know, you're not just there. What's your name? Uh, how, you know, you're actually, hey, yeah, how's it going? To, oh, shift yeah, shift over. Like, can't wait to hang out exactly. afterwards. So it's like being present. Yeah. So I actually learned, like, uh, really random because it was like a Starbucks job. I actually really chatted to people. And the, the store I worked in was in Great Victoria Street. So it was right across from Europa Bus. So, like, half our customers, and I, work, I work a lot of weekends, Saturdays and stuff. Half our customers had just came off the the boss from Dublin, so a lot of Americans, a lot of tourists. So I, I just, we were just chatting to these guys and maybe, because, you know, they, they arrive in Belfast for You're their, their holiday. first experience. Yeah. They look around, see the green Starbucks sign, oh, we'll go there. So you actually were meeting these people and you're like, hey, where are you from? And all these crazy stories about meeting people and I was really thankful for that job in a lot of ways. And how did you find it being a follower of Jesus in the workplace? Was it, was it easy for you? I mean, you kind of get along with everyone. Yeah. Was it easy to talk about your faith or was that a challenge? Yeah, like... T- Peter Linus actually he didn't before I joined Starbucks. Peter Peter Linus always said this thing about laying your stall out early, and like I, I've always tried to do that in terms of everything I do and everything. It's all on the table. Yeah, you just say it, like you just kind of, and I I find definitely growing up 
you know, being in school. I, I think when I, I was a Christian through high school, and I regret a lot of things about high school. Not I didn't, crazy, but I just didn't really stand up for myself. I didn't stand up for my faith. Um, you know, p- people knew I was a Christian, but that was it. Like, you know, they didn't, like... Whereas when I worked in Starbucks, like, actually it was a big part of my life. And it was, like, gaining people's... Nearly, like, gaining people's trust, in a way. So you kind of went in initially, and you had the banter, and, like, you got on really well with your colleagues. And then they'd go, oh, what are you up to this weekend? Then I would have been like, oh, actually, I'm going, going to church Sunday night, like... Yeah, I go to I go to church, and which will sound weird to people because yeah. a lot of people, maybe they, especially in this country, were dragged along to church when they're younger, and it's yeah. like, oh, you're still like doing that, you're yeah. still going, like yeah. you're choosing. That's how you're yeah. spending your free time, exactly. Because in a lot of people's heads, it's like it's boring. Yeah, but actually, as we know, the the Christian life is anything but boring, yeah. and can be amazing crack, and yeah, all this stuff as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, when somebody asks you how are you spending your weekend, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity right there, yeah. mm-hmm. which often we can avoid. It's like you can maybe say, oh, I went to church and then t- start yeah. talking about something else. And yeah. I'm so guilty of doing that. Yeah. Um, but I, as you say, I know you lay it all on the table. Yeah. So, yeah, so you enjoyed your time there. <clears throat> while you were, were you working while you were studying? Mm. So I took my, sorry, I dropped out of Jordanstown and I reapplied for another degree in art college. So I originally wanted to do graphics design and mm-hmm. illustration. Um, like making wee logos and all. Yeah. <laughs> Rearranging letters, pretty much. Do you use Microsoft Paint for that? <laughs> if you can, you can get a degree in it. It's easy. <laughs> Got the VTech. Um, but yeah, we... You did have the VTech. I did. <laughs> level three uh, but yeah so I had applied for uh, and it felt design. like a better fit did it it did and then thankfully and praise god I got the unconditional so like I, I knew I was set that was it I just had a year to pay off my um, student accommodation and I was ready for jumping into my first year again the following year I did still work in Starbucks um, which was amazing and then it got to the point where I was alongside alongside Starbucks and my degree I was shooting weddings and, and doing that oh yes let's talk about cameras because yeah. you're really good at using them and all mm. <laughs> I remember, I remember I got a, I got a GoPro. We went to your house, your holiday house, <laughs> which is lovely. And I, I bought a GoPro because mm-hmm. it's like, you're going to go in the water and all. Yeah, yeah. GoPros are all cool. <laughs> and we were going on mopeds and mm-hmm. surfing and all. Mm-hmm. And I was like making these wee videos. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm amazing at this. <laughs> so I remember coming home from that trip thinking, I know people make money doing this. Uh-huh. It's dead easy. This yeah. will be great crack. Yeah. I put an ad on Gumtree. Uh-huh. I only owed a group at this time. <laughs> and somebody said, I know it's last minute, but my wedding videographer has cancelled. Uh-huh. Can you do it? Yeah, yeah. I thought this is going to be great. And then thankfully you came along. Yeah, yeah. That video we shot is wick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I edited it during the dinner. Yeah. Gave it to them. Uh-huh. And haven't spoke to them since. <laughs> oh, and, so we, and we were like, I wore like a suit and tie. I, I haven't that. done that since. I just picture. I, I remember that. I wear trainers now. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> the worst bit is uh-huh. me and you are in the video yeah. loads because we're in each other's shots. <laughs> That's so good. I think we got a hundred quid or something yeah. each. Yeah. And uh, free meme. I think they I were and free meme. <laughs> To be honest, that's still why I do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big, that is a big pro from doing it now. Oh, but big but time. tell me, so how have you how have you found being a freelance video and now photo guy yeah. mm-hmm. more of the time and dealing with clients and having the crack? I just yeah. think you're great at it. I've got to see you doing it a few times, and you can tell you love it. Yeah. Sometimes you see these guys working at weddings and 
they're just complaining, yeah. saying how long the day is. Yeah. And it's like, well, you chose to be here. But uh-huh. I think you love it. And I think what you love is the people side of things. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, big time. Like, yeah, like I... Uh, like photography sub- subjective, I suppose. Like people, you have a certain style. You you take wedding photos a certain way, and people like that style. They'll book you, but a big part of it's being personal. Like it's for me for weddings, especially when I started shooting weddings. I I started working with a guy up in Korean, same called Simon Elaine. He's a great guy, and he ran a company called Living Witness Productions. I started shooting with him, and I used his camera, and then like you know shot a couple of weddings, and he was like, yeah, you, you could do this, and he actually told me he said if you invest money, if you save up and you buy this camera, it was like a Canon five D, which was quite a hefty, you know, it was like yeah, when so, you start to get into it, it's like it's incredible the cost of oh, some of this stuff, all money, like, but he he had said like you know if you get this camera, I I will um, I'll pay, I will get you work, so like you know you you invest this much money, buy this camera. I will give you weddings and I will pay you to do weddings and you'll make your money back. So I, that's how I kind of got into it. I shot with him at the start and really loved it and shot videos primarily at the start. Mm-hmm. Did Owned my your craft. Yeah, like I just learned. Because you don't get him. good at it overnight. Oh yeah, big time. You and like make about a hundred wick ones. Yeah, big time. And he like being thrown in at the deep end and and like you know he would have sent me like if he did bride prep I would have done the groom prep by myself and I was quite young and like you know you have to go in all these lads it's are getting awkward ready for isn't the it wedding. it is it takes a- I remember doing that for the first time going in to a bride yeah getting ready and it's like like I'm just this creepy weird guy yeah. in the house nobody knows <laughs> yeah. me and I'm walking about with a camera it's like what do I even do I know, I know. it's it is, but it the is. reality is the, the, the whoever's booking you yeah. they've never booked a video or a photo guy before yeah they don't know what to expect either yeah, yeah. mm-hmm so the personal side of it is just being comfortable, figuring out what they yeah. are happy with, uh-huh. what they want out of the day. Do they want you? Are they super like uh, picky about certain yeah. shots, certain things to be in it? And some that's people it. just want you to kind of be there and take, yeah. you know. Yeah. So like that, that's exactly it. I kind of threw myself in at the deep end and learned kind of on the ground. That's kind of the way I, I did it. You know, you literally, you can watch YouTube and you can do all this stuff and buy the gear, but you just, you have to learn on the ground. Like you have to just go and shoot weddings, as you say. And that's for us at the start and, but um, I was and really did you think you'd still be doing it today? No, not really. Like I, I bought the camera, and then I had a couple of friends were got engaged, and they had said, "Hey, we see you're doing this work." That's how it starts. You yeah. know, we, we see you're doing this work with this guy Simon. Would you would you consider doing it by yourself? And and I did, and I, I made a lot of mistakes. Like I did when I started off. You know, you did. What's the worst? Have you ever have you ever like slept in for a ceremony? <sighs> I heard a guy did that. Yeah. <laughs> or like delete a memory card. Yeah, or- like well, yeah, like. Th- the whole sleeping in thing haven't actually a more when it comes to mate, weddings I'm late to everything oh man I, like I normally I really am as well when it, but when it comes to my weddings I really try to be when really you work for yourself time. time management is yeah. a big one because yeah. it's like it's all on you oh big time and like admin and like getting back on emails and I, I honestly I'm so thankful for my girlfriend Chloe who is so good with admin is she and your so, PA like emails <laughs> she's amazing like and <laughs> she kind of looks after that side of it for me and like even if I get an inquiry now and it's like a July next year or something. I'll say, hey, what am I like this date? And she'll just know. Like she just, yeah, no, no. Well, you can do it. You have, you have like four weddings. Do you want to take on that many or whatever? Um, so she, she's been amazing in that way. So she kind of helps me with that side of it because you're, you're bang on. Like I'm, and it's really bad. It is poor because I'm bad at maybe getting back to people and stuff. And I, and I've learned, that's what I mean with mistakes. You learn the hard way sometimes because, you know. You, you might lose a gig. Yeah, or... big time. Like you email a client back and, hey, I'm so sorry. I seen your email last week. Apologies. I was fly editing. Um, oh, wedding sounds class. I'm great at excuses. <laughs> yeah. And then you send them that email and they go, hey, Calvin, got sorted. And you're like, oh, <sighs> that's just me. Yeah. If I would have just spent 10 minutes, replied to that email. Um, I don't so... know about you, but I do get anxiety. Yeah. 
with communication. 100%. And I was, I was talking to my friend Will this morning about this. Mm-hmm. It's like, when you're young, when you're our age, you've loads of friends and now it's like all these different ways of communicating and it's yeah. like you always need to be on top of it and if you don't reply to somebody within a few days, it's like, oh, do they even like yeah. care about me? Yeah. And it sometimes gets to the point with emails and, and WhatsApps, it's like mm-hmm. they build up so much yeah. that I just can't face it. Because yeah. it's like, I knew... Well, certainly with like like work stuff, it's like, oh, you tend to get an email if there's something you have to do or didn't do right. And yeah. it's like, I re- I'm really not good at it. Uh, I'm, I'm poor too. It really is. And so like, I think sometimes, yeah, I don't want to, you never ever want to make an excuse because to me, to me, it's just me. It's laziness for me. Sometimes it's just like, you got to ah, put you know, your hands up big time. I'd go like, I'm so sorry. You asked me to do that. And, and I, you know, I'm and still it's a, learning and that. It's, a, it's accountability because I think as, as Christians, yeah. I think like, we want our yes to be yes. Yeah, exactly. We want to be dependable. If we say uh-huh. we're going to be there, uh-huh. not just send a text 10 minutes before. Yeah. Like for church stuff, I know it's so annoying when like, yeah. you're trying to organize something and somebody bails on you. Yeah. It's like, of course things happen, but I want to be known as like the dependable guy. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and for me, a big part of that at the start was I would have just said yes to everything. And like, I was such a yes guy and committed so much. And yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. No problem. And then I was letting more people down when, when I hit the wall and actually, you know, whereas yeah, people... Because it builds up. Because yeah, yeah, you want to you be likable. Yeah. You want to be helpful. Whereas the best thing I could have done was like, hey, like that sounds amazing, but it's a no. Like I can't do it. I can't commit to that. Whereas at the start, I committed a lot of different things. Like even in terms of like friendships and stuff, you commit to so much and then you don't, you know, you don't get to invest in the people, that, you know. Um, and it's just learning that the hard way, and I'm still learning. I'm yeah, do you think I was going to say like, have you have you developed that? Are you? I'd say I'm heading the right direction. I'm I'm 25, and I'm still poor with my messages. It is shocking, but um, I know I'm sitting here in this podcast. But like, genuinely, yeah, like I think it's just learning. Okay, yeah, let's just get back to this person. This person's depending on me, and it's like the next step in their wee ladder. You know, they've asked me to do this. I'll I'll reply to them so it's done. Work 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 from that. But I'm very much very much still learning that. It's just like it's things like it's like FUMO. It's like I just yeah. There's always stuff happening, yeah. fun stuff happening, and I want to be a part of all of it. Yeah, and I do want to be left out because that's the worst feeling. Yeah, um, and I get caught out. Like sometimes I'm like on a holiday mm. doing something class. Yeah, and it's like I know my mates are at home, like going to McDonald's drive through. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'm I'm sad that they're there having fun without me yeah and it's like oh, I just want to be there but we can't yeah. we can't do everything we're, mm-hmm. we're living in in a world of choice and it's like so many options all yeah. the time things to go to things to be involved in yeah and actually I need to learn to be content where I'm at and yeah. what I'm doing and the friends that I have and yeah. knowing that actually I can't be in 10 friend groups because that's yeah. not sustainable yeah. and actually there's no real relationships there yeah yeah and I think this time of like we've been in our houses for like what seems like a year yeah it's given me a bit of perspective about oh, what are the things I do want to be involved in yeah. and spending my time wisely because of all people I think you you seem to be you know, high capacity to mm. be helping lots of organizations mm. and and that's part of being a freelancer is doing that and, yeah and also you know staying with friends have you started to realize, okay, there's things that actually aren't my gifting mm. and I should be putting attention here, not there? Yeah. Oh, big time. And the other way to say it is like you're spinning so many plates, you know, and I've, uh, you know, or another analogy would be, you know, putting all your eggs in all these different baskets. And where Do you think putting, you did that? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I, yeah, that was just trying to, trying to balance so much and trying to do diff- various different things. Like a prime example would be my final year of university. 
I, again, I'm not an academic anyway, so I really need to be focusing on university. But my final year of uni, I booked 29 weddings. Oh, and like, How did t- you do that? 29 weddings is a full-time job for someone, but I was doing that alongside, a bit as well, sorry, as alongside doing 12 hours in a church, working in my church at the time, and... And, and uni and like I very much was in the p- position where I knew I wanted to shoot weddings anyway so I didn't really need my degree but I was a big believer in finishing well, well. for me it's like uh, you get the request in and it's like you can take the deposit and it's like oh money yeah, exactly. and then you realise six months down the line oh it's a Saturday I have to get up and go and film yeah. a wedding <laughs> yeah. and I've already spent the money that yeah. I've been paid yeah oh, man. and it's like you need to think about that future self and like look after yeah. yourself and it comes into mental health and all these yeah. kinds of things oh, so out of the baskets what are the baskets you want to you focus on then have, yeah. you, have you decided it's just trying to learn that isn't it so with my wedding photography at the minute so this year I only have 10, 10 bookings. Yeah. Actually, I only had eight, and I got another two there through the pandemic, thankfully. Or, well, not thankfully, but, you know, yeah, it, no, it no, worked definitely. out about two more gigs. Um, so, for me, it's actually doing that. So, I look at 2021, and, you know, I'm probably sitting on about 10 bookings as well. I'm going, how, how much do I really yeah, want to do? Yeah, I'm at capacity. Yeah, I think I'm going to, I think, 15, and do the 15 well, as opposed to doing the 29 really rushed, and just editing it, sending it out, and going, I ah, know, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy with this, I want to be like, I want this couple who have trusted me to take photos of their big day, I don't want to shoot a wedding the next day, or, I remember shooting three weddings in a row, and the, by the third one, I was totally knackered, and I'm going, I'm not giving You probably a- thought you were married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like i'm i'm not giving this couple i'm not giving this couple the 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 i don't know what word is but like you know the first one you do it really well second one you're tired but you do it well by the third one by like a certain point that day three or four o'clock i was totally done in and then you're like i want to do this job to the best of my ability and i'm totally pooped here so that i kind of learned that one as well don't don't do double bookings. And, I, and and this is something that has only clicked with me reading a few books recently it's like I never thought about my witness as a Christian mm. really outside of doing churchy stuff. Yeah. So I thought, okay, uh, as a Christian, I knew I should be volunteering and serving mm-hmm. and you know, reading my Bible and praying. But I didn't realize that actually I was letting God down by not doing my work as well as I yeah. should have been. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And actually, God cares about our whole life. Absolutely. Not just what we do on a Sunday. Yeah. Or at the prayer meeting or the home group, mm-hmm. but actually that we were, you know, made to do certain skills. You were made to use a camera, yeah. And actually, you can glorify God yeah. by do, by making the best wedding video you can. Yeah. Well, that's so funny. Like I, I was sharing this with a friend recently, but I was reading in the Bible where Jesus reappears to the disciples after his resurrection, and and the disciples don't recognize him. You know, it says in Mark that he was. Look, look different or in a different form or something but still these disciples had spent time with this guy and you know learned so much from him and then he reappears to them and they don't recognize him and i part of me is thinking how, how do these guys not recognize jesus uh-huh. and i think the reason they didn't was because they weren't expecting him so for me i'm going right how can i expect to meet jesus in in my weddings how can i expect mm-hmm. to meet jesus one place i'm meeting jesus right now at the minute is on my bicycle when i go a cycle and i never ever thought that i know i'm not even listening to podcasts or anything but i'm really being intentional about my time and trying to where can you meet jesus and unexpected and like you know sitting down with a friend over a coffee has been way more encouraging sometimes for me than listening to sermon i'm careful that i say that but that's true absolutely you know and it's uh you just nailed it in the head it's not you know i kind of grew up thinking okay prioritize Jesus, then it's my friends, my family, whatever. Where it's no, it's Jesus in your friends, it's Jesus in your family, it's Jesus in your work. Jesus everywhere. You know, it's not it's not a list. He's not number one. 
or he is number one, but he's not like number one, and then I'll spend time but with we, my friends. We, we sometimes put him into a box, yeah, and put our our um, and sometimes it's 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 worst for us who all, I think a lot of your friends and my friends are Christians as well, yeah. But we put Jesus into this little box of yeah. our life, and actually, you're right. He just needs to be everywhere. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that, and and doesn't make it always easy. Oh yeah, but you get like you you bring him into the, those. You, I brought I brought him into Starbucks because I was a big part of my life. It wasn't like okay church on Sunday, but I'm working on on Saturday. So but that's life to the full, then, isn't it? Yeah, big time. So do you think? So have have you been developing as a Christian? Do you think you've been growing and um in what kind of areas? Like, do you feel now? Wow, this because I'm having this kind of light bulb moment in life where it's like. I didn't know it could be as good as this. Yeah. And all it, all it is, is setting aside that time. Yeah. And trying to be aware of God's present presence all the time, not just in my little quiet time. Yeah. But feeling him. And, I'm, and I found myself, the more I, you know, through the day, I'm praying, or I'm yeah. setting aside 10 minutes to look at a verse or to, to speak with a Christian yeah. friend, it's like, oh, he start popping into my head all the time. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, oh, big time. That's something I'm learning at the minute recently. And you've probably read it the same as me, but one of those books was, well, I read The Ruthless Elimination Hurry with John Mark Homer, but yes. then I jumped back and read Garden City. And I love that, how we're all doing garden work, you know, from the Garden of Eden right through. And, and it's how can I be doing that in my everyday? And how can I be doing that when I edit? And like, I'm, I'm thankful to work with a lot of different, not like, and when I say this, I'm not like I'm killing it and working with all these companies, but the organizations I do work with are like the likes of Made For More, Christian yes. Charity. Um, not just, not just like church work, they're big into like, you know, they go into schools and teach young people about drug abuse and alcohol addiction and stuff like that there. Whereas I'm getting to use my videos and my photos and stuff in that way as well. But then it's also the other side. It's like, okay, well, if I'm meeting a client or if I'm recording something or if I'm shooting a wedding, this random couple have booked me, that's that's okay. How how can I bring how can I bring Jesus into that as well and bring him into my work and and then and, and the rest as well. Like I like that's for me. And you do know, you feel um, as rested as you, as you've ever been? Have have you been able to listen to what those books say and, and slow down a wee bit? Yeah. Well, it's so funny because I'd finished the. I'd, I keep saying reference John Mark Comer. There's tons of other amazing authors, but for me, he's I I really yeah he's love really resonating with around, you right now. Yeah, and like he's ruthless elimination. Hurry! I'd kind of started. I'd finished it, and I was so pumped, and I was really trying to be intentional with my Sabbath. And me and Chloe were really trying to do this and spend time, and you know all these like spiritual disciplines and stuff. Because it, it it is what it says. Discipline. It's it's yeah. hard. Oh yeah, big time. It's not that you can just read this you yeah. know, snappy book and it's like oh yeah. okay now I'm gonna be great. It's funny you that gotta you gotta put to, the work in. You have to be intentional about your rest surely you should think i should just be able to switch off and rest but no and it's uh it's trying to find rest in in your work you know he says about the yoke easy yoke and jesus preaching to a group of people and you think they're they're tired and you think jesus would say come to me all who are weary i'll give you a mattress or i'll give you a vacation but uh-huh. he goes no i'm going to give you a work instrument because i'm not going to give you i don't want you to wow. take a, a week off and rest i want you to find rest in your work and you'll only find that when you jump on the yoke with him and he's going I'm going to take the I'm going yeah, to take he does the, the hard work yeah I'm going to take the weight you're going to still have to walk with me and like for me that was that was a big thing and the ruthless elimination of her he got me pumped and I but then I jumped quickly into my quick 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 and then coronavirus happened and I'm going right okay I have no excuse now because you know I'm not working I'm not I'm down home with my family and it's so funny that I think John Mark wrote that book and then obviously a global <laughs> pandemic happened and people are now finding rest. And Timing is, is incredible. Yeah. I was uh, reading that book. It had just come out 
and I was uh, going to New York for the marathon. I was on the plane and I got halfway through reading the book about hurrying and realized I have this playing on double speed <laughs> on Audible wow. in my ears. I sent him a tweet about it. I thought it'd be funny. He didn't reply. <laughs> but th- th- that started a process for me in terms of I ended up leaving the job that I was doing and, yeah. and trying to um, find out, okay, what is my gifting? Cool. Because God wants us to be loving every day, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and some things are going to be hard in every job. Yeah. There's the emails and doing the photos and, mm-hmm. and not every day is glamorous and sexy. Yeah. But overall, um, life with Jesus should be the most fulfilling, most alive. Yeah. And, I, and I, as I'm, what's what's interesting is doing less mm-hmm. i feel like i'm living more full yeah that's cool and 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 you know we think about sabbath and there's way more i want to do i want to want to implement some of the the fasting yeah disciplines and uh using my phone less i know we yeah. talk about that but like i'm just realizing oh if i don't scroll through instagram every hour i'm okay yeah <laughs> and I yeah. find that hard and, and you'll will, you will too for for somebody that is you know tech is such a part of what we do is work yeah but actually realizing as, as a great tool as it can be it's so detrimental yeah do you find that as well oh big time yeah for sure it's it's trying to be it's trying to be real intentional with your phone and here that thing that you can do now in the new updates you can check how much time you've been spending on certain apps and like did I really spend that much time on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter like yeah and it's just like it seems like it seems like it's such a basic thing to do is like try to take take less time on your phone but it really has helped me it really has and that's one thing when I started jumping on my bike over and cycling I would have stuck on my headphones really low but I would listen to the podcast and I would have been like oh this is class yeah I'll just take in information and then I got to the point where I was like no I'd say I just don't want I'll stick my phone on I'll stick on Strava obviously you have to do that but like I'll not I'll not listen to anything I just want to spend time because I'm addicted to noise too oh yeah for sure do you know I like every night before I sleep as I'm going to sleep I either have a podcast or an audiobook on and it's like that's like literally the only space of time where there could be quiet and I'm choosing to fill yeah. it or I'm driving and yeah. it's like, oh, I, of course I need to listen to stuff. Yeah. Silence is is difficult for our generation. Big time. Oh, big time. You know, you've, you've nailed it on the head there. Like with, yeah, we're just always looking to do something or always listening to Because there's always something, something more to, or we're, we're missing out. It's like, yeah. to, uh, like someone was saying about a Netflix thing I haven't watched. It's like, oh. Well, now I feel behind. I need to yeah. go and like binge, watch binge like, that yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually it's, no. It's okay that I I'm not totally yeah. caught up. There's a like, there's a story about a pastor who joined the staff team in his church and and like they were sitting down with all the elders and they were trying to plan a meeting. And uh, one of the elders was like, "Oh, what are you doing? What you what's your Wednesday night look like? We're trying to get this meeting." And he said, oh, I'm, "I'm doing nothing on Wednesday." And Wednesday night, <clears throat> and the elder was like, perfect, right, well, he'll meet at seven o'clock. And the pastor was like, no, no, I don't think you understand. I'm doing nothing. Like, I, Whoa. <laughs> I'm i trying to... Intentional. Yeah, I'm looking at my diary and I'm putting space. I That is as much... Margin. And also, this, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and Le- LeBron James. Okay. LeBron James spends yeah. more money on his dietitian and his sleep therapist. I don't know. Wow. Uh, Danny does his actual, like, personal trainer. And I, I could be wow. totally... I could be totally butchering that. But that's... that's he invests as much money in his rest... And that's a guy who gets so much sleep and he makes sure when he's on tour, like it's, he needs a certain bed, he needs rest because that's what helps him play on the court. It's Imagine not just how fast a cyclist you could be. <laughs> I need to invest <laughs> in you'll someone. Be t- could... You'll be the next tour de France. 
I need to invest. Someone helps me sleep, but I find that really good too. Like you invest, it's you invest balance, in your rest. It? It's like you know that time in the the locker room is as essential as the time on the court. You know, you need to prep. You need to, in, and when you're tired, you go back in the locker room and you get whatever it's. Because even though sometimes it's good stuff that we're listening to on the podcast, yeah. You know, listen to that sermon or that worship song. But actually, I found that I I just wasn't actually letting God speak. It was me trying to go and learn and learn and learn. Yeah. yeah. And I can say that no quiet time ever until mm. 2020 mm. had I really just sat in the silence wow. and let yeah. God and let God speak. Yeah. And I just think there's a, now our generation are kind of being awakening yeah. to to that and like the idea of you know maybe booking an Airbnb sometime mm. and just like just sitting and, yeah. and we'll go for walks and yeah. going for cycles and, so and letting, you know, uh, I think it was Willard said, let, let, let God love you. Just mm. sit there and let God love you. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, it's good. I feel like I need that. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So tell me about, um, as we wrap up, one of the things you spend a lot of time with is a thing called home fellowship. Yeah. For yeah. anyone that hasn't heard, what is home fellowship? What role do you play? Yeah. And what does it what does it do in our city? And yeah, uh, what's the what's the plan? So we've we've been going home fellowship as an as an organization as a student ministry, and we've been going for four four years. We're just about to jump in September into our fifth year. Um, and I actually have the privilege of heading up this year alongside a guy called Stuart Quinn. Unbelievable. Um, so the guy, Ross Robinson, who we know, Ross started this ministry four years ago and he kind of came to me. I didn't know Ross very well. Uh, we went to the same church, but I kind of just knew of him. Ross is coming um, on the pod. Is he? He's nice. coming on the pod. <laughs> I, I tell guest. people, Ross, sometimes it's like, he's just this wise guy. Mm. It's something about the voice. Oh, I can't wait to hear him in these great. headphones. But it's <laughs> a bit like, voice. it's like a grander. Yeah. in his rocking chair <laughs> he would i would love him to read me stories to help me sleep oh, i think he wow. could do that that'd be great if he could do like an audible book that would be, ah. i've known him since i was 12 and he was like that then but yes <laughs> yeah. so incredible vision yeah. but i thought it was an interesting step for him to step back yeah yeah so he he started it up and he had asked us guys to get involved he goes look you know my passion at the time was like and it still is like i love the local church love ministry but i love using graphics and videos and photos and creativity in a way that's yeah. just trying to do that so he'd asked me if i'd look after the marketing he got Susie, who looked after um prayer he got a guy called luke smith who now works in cosby coast vineyard he he looked after the worship and and a very, along along the way there was a lot of different people that jumped on board and there's an amazing team there's such an yeah. amazing team of uh, i think that's volunteers. been the success oh so good and the thing it's, an, it's been an aligned vision yeah. yeah and it's people from all different types of churches like we have we 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 don't never like throw anyone in at the deep end but we've had like people join from a lot of different like um, denominations who I know people that have been with with new church background yeah yeah and like we, we find like we, we keep the main thing the main thing like you know gather to go we gather around God's word and then we go and live a life like Jesus we gather to encounter Jesus and then go live a life like him and it's trying to keep it that simple which can be hard at times too because what, what I think is amazing and, and I know others have said this it's like it's not an intimidating space yeah you can come along on a Wednesday night and feel at home almost yeah yeah exactly and that was the whole thing the whole name and everything when we were thinking about it it was like for for likes of myself who moved from a wee country church yeah. you know to the city and we like i'm i miss miss home i miss my, miss my mama but like you know you miss home so how can we create a home in the city in an environment like that and you just nailed it we we really tried to do that we tried to make it a space that anybody could come you know we're, we're predominantly a student ministry but we we want everyone to kind of like if we want that you know, people who from not a church background to come along who are students or, you know, we actually have like a couple of like younger teachers who have graduated a couple of years ago. They, they've been coming along and 
but yeah, we are predominantly student ministry, and yeah, this year looks totally different. We didn't get to finish the way we would like to, but it's such a shame for so many organisations. And oh, big time! You've had to be creative. I've been loving you popping up in my feed, yeah. nice and close up, doing your <laughs> team meetings yeah. and sharing those team talks. What yeah. was the idea about that? You I know, thought it was awesome. It was funny because we we've had like so many people, a lot of people on our team that do background stuff. So a prime example, there's so many, but I'll chat about a guy called Dave Rob, like Dave Rob. Yeah owns a thing called Bass Projects. It's amazing. Dave's like an incredible guy in terms of like sound and just an incredible guy in general. But there's Dave who sits but He's not on the desk. stage. He's not. He doesn't go up and speak. He doesn't, you know. Um, so it was like, how can I chat? How can I sit down and have a conversation with Dave and let people know about Dave's heart? And there's people probably watching that who didn't chat to Dave all year, but like, you know, who got Dave's heart. And it was like, right, how, how can we do that with all the other different people? Um, so they, we called them team talks. So we sat down with each member of our, our core team and just got to know them a wee bit, got to know how they were doing through quarantine. And um, yeah, it's just trying to keep creative on the on the Instagram and on the on the Facebook to keep people engaged. And we're not doing that just to look cool or just to do it for the sake of it, but we really want to keep people informed so that when we go to lunch again in September, well, we can have 150 to 200 students jump right back in and, you know, gather around God's word again and keep the main thing the main thing. That's what we're trying to do. Um, we're not, you know, we're not church. We're not a CU, simply a Bible study, like midweek in Belfast in a class building called Central, um, class church, but Central Presbyterian, or sorry, May Street Presbyterian is the building um, and have very di- various different speakers and different worship leaders and stuff jump in. So it's really cool. And, and, and it's a community primarily yeah. Oh, as absolutely, well. yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's so powerful, Gather to Go. I think that's an incredible vision Yeah. because it's not just about sharing great information on a Wednesday night, another yeah you know, a couple of tweetable yeah. lines that sound great, but it's about implementing it into life. Yeah. And, uh, and you definitely do go. I know um, you give out donuts at times <laughs> yeah, and yeah. try and speak to people in the city. Yeah. And uh, I think it's an incredible movement. Do you think it's going to be challenging being a leader of something? Is this going to be a new learning curve for you, yeah. a different skill set? For sure. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I've, I've been part of the team from the start and, um, like there's a real class team of people around like when Ross Ross always said it Ross Ross is an incredible leader like an incredibly gifted guy but he's got such a class team around him and that's one thing he did was before he kind of st- we always chat about him step not stepping out but stepping up he's stepping up into something else you know um but you know before he did that he got an amazing team around you so it's like it's it kind of makes not like I don't it takes say pressure it. off a little time, bit it makes it? it does make it like an easy role you are leading them you are leading an organization and alongside Stuart, like Stuart Quinn's a great guy too. I've got to know him over a wee while and both of us are going to kind of look after it because we're both kind of working as well, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It's uh, something I've never done before. It's yeah. kind of like lead and something. And the enemy like will try and attack, right? Oh, for sure. And if, you know, you feel that already. You have and, and that's just, you know, we haven't even chatted about lunching again, but there's just been wee things and in your head and stuff. But that, that, I mean, I always see that as a good thing, you know, if if that wasn't happening, if you weren't under, like, attack, spiritual attack, you, you know, the devil's got you exactly where you want to be. So when you try to push the boat out and things don't work, you kind of go, ah, this is annoying, but it is a bit of a blessing because we're doing something right here and we have potential, you know, God's going to use us. So it's exciting. I'll see what happens with it, you know, I'll, get, I'll give it a go. Yeah, it's and the unknown. We don't know what it's going to be like. For sure. Um, meeting in person and you hear people talking about this new normal. It's like church online's great. Yeah. And, and all these videos... But it's not what we were made for. We were made yeah. to be together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, physically, and and mm. I think I've taken it for granted forever. And yeah. you know, there's so many Christian things to go to. It's like sport for choice. Yeah, I definitely took that for granted. And I knew it's I wouldn't be where I am mm. without you know organizations and events and people around me. Yeah. But I think when we all get back, even to like 
you know, if they're two meters away and it's a prayer meeting and there's like, there's 20 of us allowed. Yeah. I'm going to be so grateful because oh, yeah. I'm sick of Zoom. <laughs> Me at Zoom is horrible, isn't it? <laughs> the virtual backgrounds are good fun. <laughs> virtual, although I just can't, I can't get quite get them to work. Oh, me, okay. Need to buy a green screen, probably go for it. What's the best uh, Zoom background you've seen? Uh, I've seen... Somebody told me about Shane Todd. Shane Todd uh, has some some funny ones. Is that right? I don't think they would work for this Christian (laughs) podcast. I've jumped on a couple of uh, uh, small group meetings in church and had Joe Exotic in the background. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone that doesn't know. Tiger King. Uh, What else you can do? Yeah, there's a lot of different funny ones. Yeah, it's it's fun. You can mess about with them. <laughs> and you've been getting some haircuts? Got a haircut. My friend Ryan McComsky, big plug. He uh, gave so me he, a trim. Is he opening a barber? I would say I would say he would, he would do well if he could. He really... He actually... It's so funny because he was telling me he's been cutting his brother's hair and stuff. And I'm in a small group with him and we met the other night, socially distanced. However, of course. When he was cutting my hair, he wasn't socially distanced, sorry. But... Um, <laughs> He cut my hair, but he probably took ages doing it. Like he took, I think it was an hour. And he was had like sweating. a river out. Oh, he, like... he probably did it. And like to be, f- he, you know, did he, he give you a head massage? That's my favorite yeah. thing about the hairdressers. It's like when they do you ever get your hair washed? Oh yeah, that's it's like good. it costs another five or whatever. Yeah. But Lovely. just like that's the best piece of quiet in the day. Oh, big time. Yeah, I know he didn't do that, but it was. Uh, I wish he did. Maybe next time. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Nice one. So, what's in the cards this week? What are you up to this week? Yeah, this week's pretty good i'm gonna be stepping into um a new new kind of season new kind of part of my life jumping in here tomorrow i'm gonna to be quite busy doing stuff um yeah just much of muchness graphics design videos photos we bit of editing um we bit of stuff we've made for more just trying to adapt to church online trying to help out that and trying to do it in a way that's that's different and that's engaging with people too you know um so i, I like using videos and photos to to kind of yeah give me some tips so, so for online what 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 are some go tos or stays away from? Yeah, well, I'm thinking even sorry for home fellowship. We'll say so with home fellowship, it kind of came to our like online platform, and I I actually take it very seriously about Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And people you can always see that. Yeah, peop, I think there is a balance. You don't want to like you don't want to be like crazy alien with everything. But I really see that as we're a student ministry. Every student's on Instagram and Facebook, so how can we be using that as a way to point them back to ministry? That's where the generation are, are living. That's yeah. the world. So it's it's doing things like you know, not making it look churchy. Uh, and I'm careful I say it, but like, you know, having, instead of having photos of people, now there, we do put up photos of people worshiping and stuff. Instead of having that, having like students drinking coffee. So that someone, we always chat about stop the scroll. Like, what is your thing that's doing? That's good. What's your thing doing that's stopping the scroll? Because everyone's thumbs always go like this. So what, what is your thing doing that's stopping the scroll? So I'll, I'll look at anything. Like if I, I seen, I was like on a page the other day and it was someone selling hand cream. But, <laughs> But because it was like a really nice typeface and a nice color, I was like, wow, this stuff. And I nearly bought this hand cream yeah, from like ridiculous. somewhere stupid. But like, if you do something well and make it look good, I think people are going to stop. And then that's when you get them in. So it's been, it's been thoughtful then. Yeah. So it's like, how, how can Home Fellowship, you, you nailed it, community. Students are longing for community. So how can, like, could they find community? That's it. Because we're like, we're, someone said we're, we're more connected, but we're lonelier than ever. Yeah, exactly. So it's how can your thing... They'll, they'll maybe look at like you know someone preaching or someone standing and they go oh it's cool but it's not really for me whereas if they as a group of students they're all sitting around having a laugh having a coffee and we go well, what's this home fellowship thing you know it's kind of trying to trying to make your thing look uh, not even like you're not even trying to like cheat or trying to hide the hide it from people but it's trying to people have a preconceived idea of what church is so if you can make your church or anything look like a spate like you know because people think oh, i'll not go to church like i don't have a suit or stained glass yeah. windows uncomfortable seats no that's not what our church is uh-huh. our church is 
like some Mason McSorley rocking in with the tracksuit bombs and all. You know, it's like that's true. I love that. Like getting you get that on your Instagram. I, that when I worked in church in Belfast, I took photos of people out in the court, like having a laugh and various oh, different yeah. types of people, just to show what church was, it's community. Um, so it's trying to do that with your online stuff. You know, don't think, make yeah. What would Jesus do? Yeah, if if he was about, yeah, do you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he'd always have to be in a suit and tie. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? It's it's trying to do that. So okay, I love it. Like my passion, I can sit for hours talk about graphics design and, and marketing churches. Your stuff, screen but. time probably is is bad. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's trying to be. It's yeah. It's just trying to be really intentional with my time and but like that's as you say, it's kinda of your job as well. So you're <clears throat> you're always looking, always learning, of always kinda of staying hungry to learn more. So And um, is there a long term plan or are you taking it day by day? Yeah, pretty much like yeah, my, I mean I love I love the local church. I love work like I love weddings and I love videos and photos and stuff, but I think for me it's it's the church and yeah. I, I don't I wouldn't I'm not sure. I don't think like I don't I'm not a teacher. I don't think I'm mm-hmm. be good at teaching, but I love background stuff. Um and actually a good friend of mine, Luke Smith, he always he always said about doing doing the small job and the big job the same way and doing it all for God's glory. I love doing the small job for God's glory in a church and looking after them you've Scott got, or doing it, Brandon and stuff. You've got to be faithful with the, the little things. Yeah. So yeah, my passion's a local church, so who knows? Who knows what the crack is with that? But um yeah, it's exciting. Hopefully doing some stuff like that there. Love love made from work, kinda of working alongside those guys and then just freelancing, doing anything really can, you know. Maybe jump back into Starbucks, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I miss travel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Did yeah. you have anything lined up this summer? I had, I had a couple of things lined up. Yeah, the, I was actually, I was actually meant to be. Well, I got asked to I've been out to South Africa the past couple of years. I know you were South Africa. Funny yeah. story about that. You were. Oh, I guess, I was, you, you remember were there was like there was like one day when uh, this whole pandemic—that's a word none of us knew existed until yeah. now—but we're saying it every other word. It all kicked off. Do you remember that day? Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, flip. This is serious. Yeah. Uh, need to be careful real lockdown i just touched down in cape town <laughs> and so many great things planned within 24 hours oh, i was yeah. on a plane back uh, yeah lockdown like- and i almost wasn't allowed to leave <laughs> i'd still be stuck there i could not afford an airbnb for oh, this my. past six months if i was still stuck there i don't know how that was gonna be but yes yeah, uh, so travel like i think we're all gonna be so grateful uh, for yeah. even hopping over to london uh, for sure yeah in the next yeah. while but yeah I, I travel i had a couple of wee things lined up and i work a wee bit in england with the company too and all those mm. gigs got cancelled and stuff but it's fine you know it's kind of it's a good season it's learning to be content where we're at yeah exactly. I, always, I always just try and look for the next exciting thing yeah and you come back from a trip and it's like oh you know real buzz what's the next thing yeah i just want to be content where i'm at yeah pete hughes i think he said it when it was like we're in a season of grieving you're obviously grieving you know time with your friends community you're grieving a lot of different things but then you're also you're also dreaming like this is a time of dreaming so it's like okay when we can jump back into travel or do stuff like what are we going to do about it what are we going to you know we're going to use our time wisely are we going to dream and what was it the last like the last like recession that hit that's when like airbnb was made that's when mm. all these like all these there's a lot of different companies Opportunity. that came from this like you know when people just got time to dream so i'm so excited to see all these wee companies and all these wee businesses pop up and unfortunately there probably will be businesses closed like it's make or break but you'll have a lot more of these like cool wee initiatives and people doing all this crazy stuff and you're going well, where did this come from and you're like i literally got like six weeks off work to, to do this and it's became a main thing so Absolutely. that's exciting god, too. god can use it oh yeah for sure um god's so, not on pause right now yeah exactly you know? exactly you know so it's exciting like it's good nice one cheers dude so here that's been a lovely 55 minutes 55. of my Saturday. That's perfect. <laughs> I've probably taken you away from you be like, what, just lying in Botanic getting 
sunbathing right now? Hi, that would be Boosham, sitting in Botanic Gardens. I might do that now, actually. I put myself in the mood for it. <laughs> nice one. But Cheers, dude. Thanks for doing this. No problem, bro. Thanks for asking me. It was class to sit down and chat with you.